Okay. Um, I do want to just give a shout out. I know we'll talk about this during the show, but if you don't know, Vinny has a great podcast called Breakfast with Vinny. And it's really fantastic. And I, I encourage everybody, if you don't know about this, to subscribe to it. Um, it's, it's really great. It's, it's, Vinny covers all sorts of, um, uh, you know, different topics and subjects on his podcasts. And they're all great. And they're all, you know, like 15, 20 minutes. You know, you can just listen to it while you're driving to work or having your breakfast, which is what I do. All right. So. Rather than push my luck um, with the internet connection that, and the power and all that, I'm not going to take up any more time. And with that, I'm going to welcome my very special guest, the most handsome man I know. The most handsome man I know. <laughs> oh, hi, John. <laughs> Oh, that wait a second wait a second are you looking in the mirror i'm just curious are you looking in the mirror handsome i'm i'm well i'll tell you what if i'm looking in the mirror i'm i'm seeing a really really handsome guy easy now people are going to start talking they're going to start look, talking you got they gotta, probably already are i think they are i think that it's so good to see you you got to hit me to, to whatever you're using to get the music and the sound effects. Cause that the other day you were playing oh. some. Really oh yes. Fun. No, absolutely. Um, well, good to see you, John. <laughs> good to see you too, Vinny. <laughs> well, there's, there's various ways to do this, but, but, but I use this road, um, podcaster, which is a amazing device. I love it. Okay. Really, so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and I just, <laughs> I mean, it's a funny thing, you know, it's a funny well, thing because I, I love, I mean, and I will talk about products here because, you know, I believe in what I use. So yeah, yeah yep. absolutely, man. I don't, you know, do that sort of thing, but um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so how the hell are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Um, um, uh, I got my fingers crossed. We're going to have so far so good, good internet connection and all that stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. I know you guys are having a blizzard back there, right? Yeah, we're getting pounded pretty well. It's going to be maybe two feet when it's all said and done. Oh boy, I've I've got yeah. memories of a lot of memories of you know shoveling snow and uh, you know uh, believe me from from living back there. I mean, <laughs> one time. Uh, I mean, do you want to start, or you want me to just carry on with this stupid little story here? No, we're starting. It's we're not starting. A stupid story. So so yeah. yeah. So so once 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 I was uh, actually playing a gig. And it was in New Hampshire, if I remember correctly. So, so I drove up there and I had a little Volkswagen Beetle that I used to put all my drums in. So, uh, you know, I'm playing this gig and, and, uh, and, and at the end of the night, I mean, it was snowing. So I came out, I came out of the place and, and all I could see was the top, maybe about two inches of the top of the roof. And I just looked at it and I just thought, <sighs> okay, so it's like two in the morning, you know, I got to start shoveling snow just to get my drums in the car. Yeah. And oh my yeah, God. <laughs> those were, those were the days, my friend. So, so yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, and then the car surprisingly just, just started right up. And oh, that's great. It was a great little car 
for the most part, but, but, you know, uh, yeah, I could go on and on with, with those stories. I mean, I mean, uh, so I don't, I definitely don't miss shoveling snow, you know, or the wind chill factor, but, but, um, but I, no. I'm, there's a lot of other stuff I, I kind of miss, you know, it, you know, like, isn't it funny when we were talking about this the other day, I was thinking how, like when, when we were younger, um, you wouldn't hesitate to go play a gig you, knowing there was a forecast for it to snow. You'd, you'd, it did, you'd just go play your gig and you came out at the end of the night, your car was under, you know, buried under snow and you just dug it out and drove home. It's, it's funny how it's the yep. stuff we did. Yeah. You know? It's amazing because like, you know, when you're young and, and, and you have all these other factors that go along with that, you know, the impetuousness or, or the sort of just, you know, feeling invulnerable and just having a lot of energy and you bounce back quick and, and, and you, you have, you have less time of lived experience on your timeline. So things are new and fresh and exciting. And, you know, you're at a point in your life where you're like, okay, well, I'm still, I'm, I, you know, I want to go somewhere with this. And so this is just, this is important to me. And because I love this and because, because I have a vision of where I'm going and where I'm striving to go, you know, it's, it's all fun. And, and then your friends are into the same thing. And so, you know, you want to be with your friends and who cares yeah. if it snows and, you know, we, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we'll just make snow angels. You know what I mean? So yeah. great, no problem, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> exactly. But, but, but then again, there's the flip side of, like I was saying, what happened to me is like, I remember once I was driving back, Cause I lived in Boston for, for a while and then, and then I moved to the Cape. So, right. So I was living down the, on the Cape, you know, and it's a haul from, from Boston to the Cape. And so I yeah. was driving back from Boston to the Cape and, you know, more than once this happened. And once though, it was so bad that the car just died and I've just got my gig clothes out of the car and threw them over my back. And just started walking, and it, and it might I think it might have been on Route Six, or, or maybe it was. I'm not sure if I went over the Sagamore Bridge at that point. I think I was on the Cape at that point. Yeah, pitch black, dark, not a peep. Middle of the winter, oh, freezing. Oh, you know, two thirty yeah. in the morning. I don't know, three in the morning. It was cold, and 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 I just started walking. I probably had at least 10 miles, 15 miles to walk. But I just walked and I thought, well, eventually there will be a car. And if I just keep walking, you know, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll stay warm and something will happen or uh, who knows what I was thinking, but all of the above. And, 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 and eventually actually a car came by, you know, but before that happened, there was about 15 minutes of like pure darkness, you know, and kind of like, eerie sounding little sounds coming from the side of the road, <laughs> you know? So I yeah, thought, yeah. you know, what's going to happen now? And there I am. <laughs> and and then a car came by and I just stuck my thumb out and the guy stopped. Yeah. And I went, yeah. Oh, great. You know, back in those days, people would do that stuff because yeah. you, you didn't have to worry about. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Things like you do now, you know, like no, yeah. who, who in their right mind would do that. Right. And so consequently a part of the human spirit, 
gets dampened and there's just everybody's suspicious of everything about everybody. But, but the guy picked me up. And so there was this diner that was open 24 hours that, that I ended up going to because I knew the guy and it was close to my house. <laughs> Went in there, warmed up. And yeah, I think maybe he gave me a bowl of soup or something and I got a ride home, you know? And then my car was like 10, 15 miles back on the road and I had, you know, get a toad or whatever. And, you know, another time, you know, <clears throat> I had to get a, I actually fashioned a coat hanger because the paddle broke and I figured out that if I attached it to the carburetor uh, through the yeah. window and fashioned a couple of coat hangers, I could pull on the coat hanger, which would affect the carburetor that would cause the car to accelerate. So now instead of pressing on the gas pedal, I'm tugging on the coat <laughs> hangers with one hand whilst shifting gears in the clutch and trying to steer with, you know, my elbow, I, you know, stuff like that. You know, in another time, my car broke down in the snow and, and like I just tried to snuggle up and sleep and I couldn't because it was too cold. Oh. And, you know, the, you know, this is what happens when you're a starving student and you're, you know, you're playing these yeah. gigs. I mean, it's funny, right? You know, for like it is, it is top 40 gigs just to make a living, you know, and you just do whatever, you know, thinking about, oh, I've got a really crappy car and it's not really reliable, but I can't afford much else, you know. Yeah. So I borrowed my cousin's car once, you know to do another gig. She had this big station wagon and, and, you know, I I was like, I was driving back and all of a sudden I, I saw this thing dart out in front of me and I, and I tried slamming on the brace and brakes. And just as it was getting to like my side of the car towards the edge of it, I heard this little thump and I freaked out and it looked like a deer. And so I freaked out really badly because I thought that I had, you know, really hurt this deer. And, you know, I was really upset about it because I love animals and, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't hunt. I don't do any of that stuff. So, um, but, but that's just me. Okay. So, so I stopped the car and looked around and I didn't, you know, I didn't see anything, but, but yeah, you know, I, you know, and I, I told my cousin about it and, and we you know, had a little, I said, "Oh, your car's okay. Your car's okay." But, but it just—it just—I just remember all these kind of follies, you know, like um, yeah, yeah, that we would go yeah. through with the snow and the inclement weather, you know. The things I was going to say—you—you you had me thinking about this from when we talked the other day about just yeah, the the weather and like my band originally had a gig scheduled for tonight. We we canceled it a, a while ago, but yeah. I was just joking with my bandmates saying, you know, what time is load in tonight? We're you know we're gonna have two feet of snow by. By six o'clock tonight, and it's tonight. It's, you're actually going to do this? <clears throat> no, no, we're we're not we're not going to do the gig. No, we're oh oh okay. Yeah, no, but it's uh, but it's but it's but years ago we probably would have. You know what I mean? We right. would have we would have gotten our cars and and gone. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, of course, and and, then, and yeah, and then there's there's less venues, and now with this whole thing that's been going, people aren't you know if they show up, who knows? Right, right. You know, and and right, and so and the the age of the audience, they might be going. Ah, I'm going to stay home. You know. Right. Well, that's it. Exactly. That's a big part of it for us. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so Vinny, when you, when you were, um, were, were you living here during the blizzard, not to talk about blizzards all day, but were you here for that big blizzard in 78? That's exactly you- when I left. Oh, oh, good. For I was you. here for the, the, yeah, I was in there for the, the infamous blizzard of, of 1978. Yeah. So, February. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, I remember it well. And, um, one of my roommates at the time, I was living in, in Alston, and we, there was a bunch of us in this house, you know, like eight of us in a six-bedroom house. It was like Animal House, right? 
and it was funny. So, unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago. He was a great guy, um, a bass player. And um, anyway, before he passed away, we were reminiscing about that very thing. I went and visited him in the hospital. We were talking. Sorry, I'm chewing on a cough drop. Um, it just helps when you talk a lot, right? So, so he, he, he and I were talking, and he he said, do you remember that blizzard? And I said, yeah. And, and, and he goes, remember how we had to climb out of the second-story bedroom window down the snowbank and that they, the city was giving out these vouchers to go to the co-op? If you could get there, they would give you food. I was like, oh, yeah. So we had to slide down. Go to the co-op, get the bags of food, and then somehow climb back up into the house because oh we God. were snowed in and it was that bad. I remember, I don't yeah. know if you remember this, but I remember, you remember the police on snowmobiles? I remember I, that because you couldn't yeah. drive anywhere. It was like yeah. four days of being locked in completely. Right. Couldn't right. go anywhere. I remember school. that. Yeah. yeah. So basically wow. I just said, Okay, this is it. I'm I'm done. Because at that point, I was toying with going back and forth of where am I going to go to sort of continue this adventure? Am I going to go to New York or am I going to go to L.A.? Mm. So I was talking to my classmates. Some went to New York, some went to L.A. And then that happened. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go to L.A. So I did it. And that's exactly what I I ended up doing, but, but I, you know, I mean, I had very little money when yeah. I did it. So speaking of, you know, just taking chances, uh, I mean, I did exactly that. I had $80, a suitcase and my drums in, in those fiber drum cases, which yeah. when yeah. they get wet, they kind of warp, you know, yes. <clears throat> that's what I had, you know, hardware case and it was clubbing. And, and so I took a Greyhound bus from Boston to Los Angeles to Hollywood and we stopped in Chicago and I had to, and I was like trying to sleep. And I remember I woke up and there was a limited amount of time where it was like, Oh, I have to change buses. So now I had to take all my stuff off my drums. And in Chicago it was just as cold and, you know, snowing and trying to like get all my drums oh from my one gosh. bay to another bay, you know, in the snow and, and my suitcase and hop back on the bus. And here, you know, you're, you're in these chairs, basically just, trying to sleep and just get there, yeah. you know, and, and it, yeah. And, and, and then I remember, you know, sort of going across the country and the landscape was changing and all of a sudden I'm in the wild, wild West now. Hey, you know, and uh, yeah, I just thought, wow, this is a trip. And, and I ended up in Hollywood and a friend of mine picked me up and said, you know, in a cab. And I had met him when I was at the record plant Sausalito doing this record. So, you know, he, he was teching for a, a band called Captain Beyond. So I so I met him and we, we befriended him, you know, and we became good friends and stuff. And then and then <laughs> so he picked me up, right? And <laughs> in a taxi. So we go to his little apartment. He had a studio apartment oh in, in the foothills close to the Hollywood Bowl. So yeah. he's picking me up with my <laughs> drums and stuff. And he's got a hot plate, and there's just like a little mattress on the floor for me, right? That's it. Oh, man. You know? And there was a wow. bathroom. You know what I mean? It was just a little place. But we set the drums up. 
you know, of course, of course. <laughs> in, his, in his studio apartment. Yeah. We had drums <laughs> and we played them uh, <laughs> when we, when we felt like it. And guess what happened next? We got evicted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's what I'm oh. talking about. Oh man. That's I, these the, are things I did not know. Huh? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, you know, got evicted. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was like that was. We should night, have our own like, show. Everybody has a show now. Hey, you know what? We're all talk show hosts now. Hey, what do you think about me? I don't know. Do you like me? I like me. I like you better than me. Who's more popular, you or me? Oh, you're way more popular than me. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> How's this for my sort of you know? Game show host, media yeah, yeah. media face, media face. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the serious kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He means business when he reports the news. He means right. business when he reads the headlines on his own podcast and just parrots and them. The uh, <laughs> the tagline is. No BS, the no BS news. <laughs> I've been uh, looking, so was, you know, I've been looking, you know, towards you this whole time. And now I'm looking at the screen and I'm seeing all these drums behind you and I envy us. So, well, I got that little drums. Thanks, buddy. I get that, that star uh, set, set I showed you the other day right there, but I wanted to set the Gretsch up for you, the white Gretsch. Well, and now for you're me talking. Um, in, in your, in your honor. Um, Thank you. Yeah, of course, buddy. But Those so are beautiful. So, any, so, so, wow. Thank you. Well, anytime you're in the neighborhood, please come and play them. Oh man, as, as they. As well, you they know what? I wanted to get back there, but it didn't happen this past fall uh, for various reasons. But um, and you know, <clears throat> we wanted to drive back there. We were really looking forward to doing it, and then you know, things happened, and it, things got hairy, and. And, yeah. um, they've been hairy, let's face it, but, but, uh, uh yeah, for, for whatever reason, but, but it would, it would be nice to sort of still do that when the weather breaks and just kind of make a little cross country trip out of it, because, you know, I still have family back there. So I would love to, to see you and to see them and just to see friends that I haven't seen in so long. So that would be so great. Yeah, please just have a, you know, a, a, some spare ribs ready for me and a salad and no, <laughs> I'll have whatever you want ready. You know, I'll be ready for you. You know, cup of of coffee. How about that? Absolutely. I I have to read you Eddie Taduri, who we were just talking about the other day. Yes. Our dear friend. He couldn't, he couldn't make it to watch this live today, but I just want to read to you what he said. Hi, John. Sorry. I'll miss this, but please give Vinny my best. We played together recently at our annual trap benefit and it was Mm -hmm. magic, which you were just talking about. And he said, he's always been there for me in the program. When people think of Vinny, they think drums, and rightfully so. But I think of a lifelong friendship, kindness, and compassion. Isn't that beautiful? Eddie is a I saint. Yeah. yeah, it is beautiful. He's he's Saint Eddie, and uh, what he's doing is doing God's work, man. He, yeah. this guy, found a calling that's that's bigger than him, you know, and and all of us. And I have to tell you that what he's doing with those those children and with these people are is just miraculous i mean you know initially he was also working with people if my memory which is ironic that i'm saying this now is correct that he was also working with people um uh 
with adults that had Alzheimer's and, and those kinds of issues and was seeing great results. But, but the focus actually ended up for reasons that Eddie could explain much better than I, uh, to, to kids with, with Williams syndrome. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're just, all I can say is, is, is Eddie, you know, doing this is, um, I mean, if, if, if anybody's going to have the gates of heaven wide open, it will be for him, you know, if karma will have a pot of gold, it will be for him. Um, for doing that, you know, and mm-hmm. so, so, but, but he's doing it selflessly as, as one should, you know, you, he's not doing it for a reward, but the thing is, is that those kids, they, to me, what I've learned, what I've learned from doing that and just being around them as it hit me is that they are our teachers mm-hmm. because they're all love. Yeah. They don't have yeah. the hate, their, their filter for hate is gone or whatever that thing is. It's not there. They don't know. They teach us how to love and how to live. So they're like, God put them, put them there to, to be our teachers. So it's like, you know, rather than looking at them as a sort of, um, as people with disabilities that, you know, to me, they're sort of, that's why we, we as a species, we do this, we interact, we love, we, we, they teach us, we help them and they help us. Yeah. It's a symbiotic yep. relationship, you know, that's very valuable. So, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, Absolutely. in the words of, of the fabled so-called words of Einstein, God doesn't make mistakes, you know? So, uh, you know, I don't want to misquote anybody here, but you get my drift. So I do. That's, that's well said, Vinny. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 yeah. And I, I've, and I've I, been there when I could, when I could, you know, I, there's been times where, I mean, I was there at the beginning and, and then I spent a lot of years on the road and missed many of them. And, uh, and then just was able to come back and, and do this last one with him in, in Santa Barbara and at the theater. And it was, and the other thing too, is that it was so much fun playing. Eddie sounded great because yeah. Eddie, Eddie doesn't have, he didn't have an ego. Nobody had an ego. Nobody was there except, for the reason of playing music, having fun and doing something for them. And yeah. that really, to me is the, the, the spirit of, of how it should be captured always, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That, yeah. Yep. I, I could, I could see that about Eddie too, just cause yeah. he's so, he's so genuine. He's so human, you know, he really is. And so, yeah. so it's the rhythmic arts uh, project trap. So yes. <clears throat> I'm not sure what the website is, but is it trap dot, something com or I, org I think or, it might be trap.com. Yeah. Yeah. Or .org, but, but the rhythmic arts project, you can find it and uh, it's worth, worth looking at to just, you know, to familiarize yourself with it and see what he does. So, I mean, it's a global thing now. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Got a lot of, lot of folks watching Vinny, a lot of great comments. Um, lots of questions, of course, needless to say, but we're going to, we're just going to keep moving here because we could, we could spend all day and all night uh, doing that. But, oh, I know. And, and you and I have a lot of stories to tell as well. So, you know, and, and, you know, what I was talking about before, what we, we started to touch upon, I'm, I'm actually drafting another podcast episode of my own about that very thing um, that has to do with what you'll go through to get to where you're going to go. And yeah, what, what are you willing to do? You know, and that sort of thing. So um and, and, and I'm going to do a shameless plug here. So, so, so that I hope that, that, um, if people 
feel so inclined to please um, come and visit uh, my podcast that I have called Breakfast with Vinny, which is hosted on its own website, uh, www.breakfastwithvinny.com, and um, on Podbean. Actually, Podbean is the real host for it. Um, so there's an app on the app store, a Podbean app, and you know, you could just download it and just join. And, and, and it, you know, if, if you follow me on Podbean and if you sign up on, like sign up on the, on the list on, on breakfast with Vinny.com, then, um, then I can have a, a good gauge of, 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 who is with me and, and, and also yeah. if there are any other kind of announcements of, or developments, I could let you know, but, but I don't spam people. I think I've probably sent one email out, uh, the entire time that or maybe two. Um, and the last one was a holiday email and a thank you. So, so I don't do that sort of yeah. thing and exploit email addresses to spam people. But, but, but I also try to keep the, the episodes short because, I don't want to monopolize people's time. There's so much content out there now. And, you know, some of these things where, you know, television shows typically are 30 minutes or an hour with a bunch of commercial breaks. And so, mm -hmm. you know, but now you've got podcasts that, and I understand how conversations can develop. I get all that. Um, they go on for two or three hours, but, but really when you have so much, so many different types of things that, you would perhaps want to listen to, yeah. you know, then how do you fit them all into a day? I mean, how can you follow, you know, 20 podcasts and listen to every episode that comes like you must have to have a podcast blaring in your ear 24 hours a day, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so it's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, Absolutely, it's just, yeah. so I just keep them <clears throat> maybe, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, some of them are 10 minutes. Um, yeah. The interviews may go for an hour because, okay, in all fairness, <clears throat> like we're just talking now. We're having a conversation and things come up and we go back and forth, but, but we have a limit on it. And, and, you know, so, so there, but, yeah, yeah. but please feel free to come and visit and tell people about it. If you like it, it's topical. I, I paint in broad strokes. I don't <clears throat> talk about, you know, this is the lick of the month. <laughs> I made it up. You'll never need another one. Right. You, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, it's, I, yeah, I yeah. don't, you know, I, I just, cause I think that, that, that really so much of, of life is principle based and sort of like, you know, I could learn as much from if I was astute enough, I could learn from somebody who really had their golf game together even if I'm not a golfer, because we're dealing with economics, physics, common sense, application. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And it all, right. all kind of boils down to concept and context. That's where it begins and ends. It's everything flows from that. So, I mean, once, and I probably said this before <clears throat> somewhere else, I'm sure because, you know, I'm an old, old man now and I repeat myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> why didn't I just say that, Johnny? <laughs> you know, you know. No, I just, you know, oh, that's I, I, me yeah. <laughs> you know, all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Boomer. <laughs> oh, I'm so offended. Not. So, um, is that the best you got? How gosh. <laughs> yeah. Boomer. Ooh, I got him there. Yeah. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> okay. I'll stop. So, <laughs> ouch. So, um, but, <laughs> 
I'm sorry, I got totally off base because I'm cracking no. myself up. No, oh. you started to say you've said this before. Well, I don't know. See, see, I, you can see what I mean? I got dementia now. So. Uh, I, I do tend to repeat myself, but um, no, it's like, you know, uh, I, I probably have said this a million times, but like I remember one time I went over to a friend of mine's house for a rehearsal, and um, that's years ago, years ago. And so, great uh, singer songwriter pianist and so walked into the house and there was a guy sitting on a piano bench next to a woman who was playing piano and he was just very intently sitting there staring forward and listening and watching and so I said oh let's go into the other room I don't want to I don't want to bother these people it looks like he's giving a piano listen oh no it's fine it's okay I said wow this looks pretty intense who is he he told me about the guy, and the guy was apparently a really sought-after teacher that, you know, very accomplished and some renowned pianists and violinists studied with. He didn't play either instrument. No kidding. No kidding. Wow. They, he just... He just... But he was it, that, but... that good of a guide who could you know, into it. And he, he yeah. you know what I mean? He just, he just knew, he just knew it's like, you know, and a lot of things happen like this tangentially or, um, with this kind of lateral approach or lateral thinking or lateral uh, trajectory where, whereby, you know, that's one example. A friend of mine was telling me about someone else. He knew that was an Israeli pianist and his teacher was a mathematician or, um, you know, uh, there's uh, what's another example. Um, that's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, anyway, uh, well, you get the That's fascinating. Yeah, I do, yeah. Vinny. And that fascinates me because I... I've, oh, I'm so I've sorry. I just heard. remembered it. No, that's okay. If, if I may interject. There was... Here, here's another one. So so it is valuable to be an expert. But, but the thing is, is that there's also people... There are also people who are experts, who may even have degrees, that they're just... They're, they're, they're not imaginative or they don't... Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen people who, who've had degrees that, you know, they couldn't, you know, you hear what their composition degrees and it sounded horrible or, and then other people who were like, well, you know, I'm struggling here, but I, I they write a song and it makes you weep. And, you know, it's, it's the greatest thing you've ever heard. So what does it all mean? You know? So there was yeah. a guy years ago yeah. on, um, and there was an old episode of 60 minutes. So you can still probably see this if you. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Anyway, it's about this guy called John Kanzius, K-A-N-Z-I-U-S. And apparently, the story goes is that he was suffering from some kind of cancer himself. He went to a children's cancer ward or leukemia ward and um, was so touched by what he saw that he went back home and went through his wife's pots and pans and things and whatever they had around the house and, and came up with this apparatus called the Kansius machine. It was a prototype. And what he did was he was a radio operator, I think, or something in that capacity in the Navy, I think, and in a branch of the armed forces, okay? He worked yeah, in radio yeah. communications or something like that. So it wasn't a doctor. It wasn't, you know. So he puts this machine together. And apparently, I mean, I saw this where the, the, the interviewer was – he had it so that there was 
some kind of apparatus. There were two of them placed a distance apart. What he did was he, he hung a hot dog on a string with something stuck in the hot dog, like a little pebble or whatever it was. And he aimed radio waves at that, which destroyed that target area only and left the rest of the hot dog intact, uncooked. So the interviewer saw this and was astounded by it. So she said, can I walk between these two posts of apparatus, machinery, or whatever it is? Will it hurt me? He goes, certainly, it's just radio waves. I mean, this is a real thing. This is not some baloney tinfoil yeah. hat crap. This is yeah, yeah, really yeah. happened, right? So this guy, and I mean, I followed this for years. I mean, there was a website where you know they had the patent on it, and they were waiting for FDA approval for years, for years. Okay, and and I saw another interview with someone that was a oncologist. Um, oh, this is the greatest thing, the biggest breakthrough in. You know, we, we can envision a time where we put nanoparticles through the entire body and this thing only targets where the nanoparticles go and leaves everything else alone. This is brilliant. You can guess what happened next. A bunch of nothing. Yeah. Right? They waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. That's a good song there. And while the FDA dragged their feet and, you know, nothing happened and then suddenly – all of a sudden, the next thing I knew, the patent had been sold to someone else, and then a different kind of version of the machine emerged, I think, I think. But but it just goes to show you how how the whole thing just kind of fizzled out. But But the main point of it all is that the guy, he was a radio operator. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't, right. he, he wasn't a, he wasn't an oncologist, but right, he thought right. laterally and he came up... I mean, how many people, can you imagine? Wow. I'm sure there are kids who are in eighth grade science classes who have tried to figure out, I've already figured out the most efficient way to get rid of microplastics. I'll bet you, I'll bet you there are. And in fact, I think I remember reading something about this. So you're getting my overriding point that I'm trying to make, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. you don't have to be, yeah. You, you don't yeah, have it's to just, be. Look at kids playing in buckets on the street, and then they're, they're, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you either got something to say or you don't. It's, yeah. it's that simple, you know. And and as much as you know, I appreciate you know mankind's capacity for intellect and all that sort of stuff. You know, to me, it's if you ain't got heart with it, you ain't got nothing. You know, I'll take heart over that. I, you know, I'd rather hang out yeah. with people who you know, have one tooth in the front that will give me that, you know, one of their last pieces of bread than some smug intelligentsia person telling, you know, well, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, I, I take issue with that, you know, you know, that's sort yeah, of, yeah. you know, I, I just absolutely. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Kind of yep. puts a bad taste in my mouth, you know, unlike this cough drop, which was really, really good. So. They look good. I'm a little. Yeah. I'm a little jealous of those cough drops. I'm drinking water, trying to you know, stay. I don't know where my wife got them, but they're. I gotta ask her. They're so good. They're. <laughs> they're like licorice. They're called Jakeman's. Jakeman's cough drops. Jake, really good. Okay. And and Mim is watching this. You said she's watching us right now. Well, I hope she is. Yeah, I oh, think good. so. Good, good, uh, good. I told her it would be on Facebook. So yeah. you know, and that's the one social media platform I know nothing about. I don't know how to operate it. You know, I have an administrator that 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 works on my page yeah. for me. So, you know, I know how to, you know, use Twitter and Instagram. That's about it. So, 
you're not missing anything, Jenny. I mean, th- th- this is this is great that we're we're reaching all these folks right now. But yeah, um, but it's yeah, it's uh, with all due respect to everybody watching. What I meant was just yeah, you know, it has its it definitely has its ups and downs. But but talking yeah. about, um, I want to just jump backwards for ten seconds because you jump you back, told me something <laughs> jump back baby, something that I thought was funny the other day um, when you you while you were still here in Boston and you were at Berkeley. And your classmate Kenwood Denard, the great Kenwood Denard, yes. who's still here. Yep, still he's teaching great. at Berkeley, as we know, uh, oh. Woody. And that you guys were at a Bernard Purdy clinic at my old EU Wurlitzer place of work. Yeah. And both of you guys got up and played during the clinic as Berkeley yeah. students. We That's, did. Yeah. And Bernard asked us to come up and we went up and played. And I, you know, I mean I would normally not do something unless I was asked and, and sometimes I would balk, but, but this time I did. And so did Kenwood and Kenwood and I used to hang out and practice together. I think we, we had the same dorm dormitory floor. So we went to school together and there was um, a lot of people going to uh, school at that time. I think at the schools, yeah. you know, a, a, any, any university or college usually has a gilded age or several of them where there are some class years where, there's just a bunch of luminaries that emerge at, at one time, you know, or, and, yeah. uh, and, and I, and, and I think the mid seventies was one of those times that I was lucky enough to, to, to be at, at that time. Like, I mean, there was myself and Steve Smith were there and John Robinson and Ken Wood, uh, Mike Stern, um, a whole yeah. bunch of people, the late Chuck Loeb, may he rest in peace. Um, yeah. Yeah. so many, you know, a great, that went on to do great things. And, and uh, Pat Matheny was even teaching there at the time still. Wow. And, um, yeah. and, you know, Gary Burton was there and Steve Swallow and have ensembles with these people. And it was a great time to be there, you know, and, yeah, and the absolutely. people that, that I networked with and met while I was there and just sort of got to meet and play with. And that whole immersive social experience of interacting with other musicians was the whole, that was the, the kind of, I don't know that the, 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 the the sort of nexus of it, you know, it was, it, it really was the thing that, um, that made it for me, you know, just because you can, you can, when you communicate with people, you find out a lot about yourself. That's not just theoretical, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say how cool that when you moved to LA, you know, a few years later, um, I know Tim Landers and Neil Steubenhaus were, were, in that during that time that's right and tim too and and neil i think neil was even teaching there you know and and tim was there yeah they were you know all these people there was was, you know philippe sace he was there at that time uh all these great musicians that you oh yeah it was amazing and they went on to do great things so yeah i mean you know you contrast that with another time uh he's talking about like you know bernard asked us to come up and play, you know, so, which normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But, but, but he did ask me to do that another time when I was on the road and he came to a gig that I was at. And and I think it was at the spectrum in Oslo. And I looked over by the sound, uh, the monitor booth and, and I saw this guy standing there and I'm thinking, Oh, it looks like Bernard Purdy. What's he doing here? You know? So, so the gig ends and he's still standing there and I'm walking off the stage. I go past him and, and he said, I said, Bernard, what are you doing? He goes, yeah, I got a clinic over at this club, you know, and I, I knew where it was. Right. I said, okay, I'll come over. So I go over there and, and, uh, 
and you know, he, 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 at that time, Slingeland made a brief comeback, right? That yes. was during that yeah. time. Yeah. And, and, um, so, so I go there and, and nobody's asking him anything. I'm sitting in the audience and I felt so bad. Right. I'm like, is it a language barrier? What is it? You know? Yeah. And then I, you know, raised my hand and asked him something and broke the ice. And so, and then, so he says, come on up on stage and play. And I'm thinking, Oh Lord, I didn't want this. Right. So, so I ended up, you know, trying to comp for him or I don't, you know, I was just sort of trying to stay out <laughs> of it, but, but, you know, but, but, you know, it happened once again. And, and, you know, oh. God, I mean, the other thing too is, is that, you know, for me, it's like the guy's pocket is so amazing that it's like when, when Steve and Frosty and I went to take a lesson, right? Oh, we're going to go to New York and take lessons from Bernard. So we go to New York. I took one lesson, right? At the end of the lesson, he goes, I want you guys to come back next week and, and you know, write an essay on what you learned. So we're standing on the street in New York after we left the lesson. And I said to Steve and Frosty, I said, I'm not coming back. He's like, Why? I said, I got everything I needed. You know why? Because during the lesson, at one point, he goes, I want all three of you guys to sit down and play a groove. We did what we thought was a groove. Mm -hmm. He sat down, and I was right behind him and started playing a groove. And let me tell you, man, it was like a hammer hit me over the head. I, I, I just thought, you can't teach this, man. You either get it or you, you don't. This guy is so funky. So I'm thinking, I get it, you know? So, so, I, so that was it. That was like another That's epiphany, cool. yeah. epiphany moment yeah. for me because of Bernard. Right. And, uh, so, so, so that was the end of that, you know, so I didn't, so I didn't go back because I, I, that's the reason, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. it just so happened in one fell swoop. Right. And, um, so, so, you know, that's just kind of goes along with the whole thing of, you know, well, they ask you to sit in and, but there've been other times where I just wouldn't do it. Like the, the late Kenny Kirk, great Kenny Kirkland. Mm. Um, and I went, we went to, you know, I can't remember where it was in London. It was a club in London once. And we were there on the road together and Kenny and I, we went there because this group called Irakere was playing amazing Cuban group. Right. Yeah. 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 Everybody knows you know, Irakere, right. You know, Chucho. Come on. So, Chucho was there. And so, <laughs> you know, they were like, they were looking for us to come up and sit in. And I went, oh, no, I can't. I don't want to do this. And so I tried to hide. So we were trying to hide in the men's room and, and went downstairs and there was a coat room there. And then eventually tried to snake up in the audience. And the guy sees us and he sees me and he grabs me. And next thing you know, we're on the stage. Like they were not going to stop until we sat in. And I just oh. went, oh no, you know, and, and, and at that time we were, you know, we had a few of, of these, we imbibed a bit, yeah. shall we yeah. say back in those days. So by the time we got there, we were, you know, we were kind of happy. So, um, yeah, it was a night off and yeah, yeah, you, were, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we went there and, and now we're thrust in, you know, in the frying pan, feeling kind of happy but scared and and so you know and then they counted he counts it off and it's like one 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 you know oh. and I'm, yeah. yeah we're like thanks you know oh man nice so it was like well what do you do ah, you know sink or swim so yeah but but yeah so i would avoid it at all costs and uh 
I'll bet and, it was and, great. and I think and I think that you know that 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 you know the spirit of those guys was just like, oh yeah, man, you guys are cool. We love you. Come on up here. They wasn't like like they were trying to challenge us. I think they just got excited, you know. And and that's an honor for me, you know. Yeah, because they're amazing. So that's great. That is great. Yeah. Great. I mean, and then I, I wrote. <laughs> I was going to say I've known you forever, and I've, some of these these stories I've never heard are just outstanding. They're just well, there goes that book idea out the window. No, 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 it won't go out the window. No, there's plenty more. I promise. We won't. We won't dig. I have three pages left. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, I'm I'm jockeying for a show. You can see I'm falling for a show. I, I was talking about your show before you I'm came on, so I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you promoted it as well and, and i no, i'm just i'm saying i know i'm jockeying know. for a show hey a show. it's hey. vinny day how are you <laughs> actually next saturday folks really is vinny day February the 5th. is it coming up it's coming up a week from today holy cow i forgot about that it's a week away a week away and i'll I tell everybody who doesn't know this that you share the same birthday with our dear friend the great hal blaine and uh, I remember, I just want to tell this story. Three years ago, I was fortunate to be invited to Hal's 90th birthday party at the Baked Potato. You were out of town, Vinny, and you were, I know you were disappointed you couldn't be there. And you sent a beautiful, you texted me a beautiful voice message that I was able to play to Hal before it got crazy. It put it up and he just sat there smiling and, and he said, oh, that's, oh, please tell him I said, thank you. That's just beautiful. You know, it was so that was that was so beautiful that you remembered that it was well. I guess when you share the same birthday, it's easy to remember. But that was really nice that you did that. It was a beautiful gesture. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he. I mean, you know, the fact that I shared a birthday with him is was huge to me. I mean, he's um, just iconic, legendary, incomparable. Hal Blaine. I mean, he's uh, someone that that you know I grew up listening to, and and yeah. And, 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 and still do, you know, and, and just, um, you know, he used to, he used to, um, to email me occasionally and say happy birthday, or we would send emails back and forth and, you know, wow. wish each other happy birthday. Yeah. So, so, um, that's cool. I try to keep track of people that, that I share birthdays with and, and, you know, people who have birthdays close to mine, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Simon's is on the sixth, if I remember correctly, you know, that's right. So yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The day after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have to oftentimes remind ourselves to, you know, and, and, and I'm, and I'm not really great with birthdays. I have to sort of put them in, in, in my contact thing. So it shows up because, you know, uh, I mean, it's just horrible with birthdays. I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, it took me years to even remember my own mother's birthday because it, it fell so close to Thanksgiving and it was like the 25th, you know, and I couldn't remember 24, 25, just, I don't know why I couldn't remember, but, but eventually I did. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not like I missed them, you know, I did, you know, but, yeah, but, yeah. but I, if I had to remember, but, but it's interesting. Speaking of that, it's like, I remember so many things like my, my, my childhood phone number. And back then, I could remember hundreds of phone numbers, you know, now, I mean, and it's not just an age related thing. I think it's just being used to sort of having everything in the phone and stuff, you know? So, yeah, I and, totally and it, agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if, and if it gets wiped, you panic, you know, cause everything's in the phone. So, yeah, I was, I was funny. I was not long ago. I was texting with a buddy of mine 
childhood, you know, first grade buddy of mine that I'm still in touch with. And, and, uh, we were, we were remembering each other's phone numbers, you know, you know, just like you said, like, and we, and other friends of ours, I said, it wasn't Dennis's number, this and blah, but I couldn't, um, there's so, I, I don't even know if I know Kelly's number, cell, cell number. I mean, I, I think I do, but I, I you know, but it's one of those things where if I think too hard about it, I go, no, maybe that's not it, you know, yeah, but, right, right, right. right. No, but, but it's, crazy. It's, it's, um, so, so talking about childhood though, I know, I know John Bonham, like just talking about like your heroes coming up as a drummer. Um, Ringo was a big influence though, kind of in the beginning, right? Huge, huge. In huge, fact, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I saw him, when I was very, very young on the Ed Sullivan show with the Beatles and I wanted a drum set just like his and I, and nobody had them in stock because apparently, you know, once that happened, Ludwig couldn't make them fast enough. So there was a local music store. I ended up getting this Rogers kit. That was this sort of Onyx tiger. I don't know. Psychedelic yeah. red sort of, you know, and, and, and they were great, great drums. And, and, you know, in fact, I think they were, that those drums at that time pre CBS Rogers were we had Jasper shells if I'm not mistaken. So I think you are correct. Yeah, you know what I mean. They were yeah. really good. They were really good drums, and you know yeah. the uh, Swivelmatic, I think it was, and Power Tones and Dinosonic. I had a Power Tone snare, uh, but but yeah, they were great, and and um and and that's how that happened. But Ringo um was definitely you know one of my very very early early. I mean. You know, after starting to pay attention to drummers and seeing them visually, right? Ringo was probably maybe the first. Um, and, you know, and then people came up and it was like Britpop and Motown and Soul was mm. kind of, you know, really what, what what I was influenced by in those early days, you know? Like listening to all the, all the, 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 all the Motown drummers and the soul soul drummers and and uh and 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 the and the rock and roll stuff like I mean, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and and you know, whoever else the zombies, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. The Argent, Dave Clark Five, you know, I mean, all yeah. these people and and um and and then eventually as as I started learning more, I, I got uh exposed to 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 jazz. And 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 I say that, you know, I mean I don't mean to, to say that tongue in cheek, but but I got exposed to big band jazz and and back where I grew up in 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 southwestern Pennsylvania, organ groups were really big, mm. you know, where it was like organ players and you know it'd be like maybe organ player, drummer, and a tenor player, you know, um, it would be that kind of a situation. And and then then I got exposed to to Miles, yeah. that kind of changed yeah. everything. So it yeah. definitely definitely didn't kind of it definitely changed everything. And so did Tony. Um, but, but, you know, I was able to see all these people when I was still a kid in junior high school, you know, right. like the Don Ellis big band, you know, playing Bulgarian bulge, you know, wow. I'm, I'm just this kid in like seventh, eighth grade and I'm seeing this stuff and it's all coming at me. And I was, this is nothing I've said before. It was like a tsunami of, of, you know, seminal music that was being born and, you know, from you know, infusion and and jazz rock is what it was first before it was named fusion, and then fusion became something else, and and smooth jazz was born. But but before all of that, it was, you know, all these kinds of things were coming, and it was all really, you know, kind of new. I mean, everything from Mahavishnu, Weather Report, Tower of Power, Don Ellis, Big Band, right? You know, and 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 a million other of Thad Jones, Bell Lewis, uh, 
you know, but then, then the rock groups, you know, I mean, yes, um, King Crimson, yeah, Emerson yeah. and Palmer, that contingency, as well as Led Zeppelin. Um, I mean, I saw a Zeppelin. I saw a lot of those bands live, you know, and and the horn bands, Blood, Sweat, and Tears in Chicago, and so and so on and so on and so on, and Stevie Wonder, and you know, all this stuff, and Miles and Hendrix, and yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, so people yeah, people yeah. will argue and say, oh, there was a lot of crap back then too, yo. Know? But but yeah, I mean, there's always been crap as long as yeah. the things could be commercialized. But I would argue that the ratio of it. I mean, I oh. remember putting on AM radio and hearing Miles in San Francisco. I had a car, rented a car once. And just, you know, I can, yes, I know that, that, that a lot of jazz stations, as far back as I can remember as well, would wait till after hours before they put on, you know, Sun Ra or, you know, Interstellar Space or, or you know, or any of this stuff, you know, um, or train or anything. And before that, it was like, well, let's just keep it nice and easy, everybody. But there was still a, a, a plethora of, of, uh, of variety and qualitatively, qualitatively, it had its own kind of originality and integrity that, that still holds, you know? And, and I think a lot of it also is because it, it, there was, there was a, um, uh, like a sort of um, a, an air of more of an air of kind of permanence. Like you were documenting something, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? Versus like everything is everywhere now, which it's great to have that. And some people will, will say, well, it's up to you to find it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. But you know, sometimes it's like, it's like looking through this miasma of, of just, it's, it's like, it's just this tidal wave of stuff. And sometimes you just go, you know what? No, you know, don't, yeah. don't just know because it just becomes harder and harder to, you know, you're stumbling across things then, you know, I yeah. think so. And, you know, I, I just think that, yeah, yeah, there's this whole thing of, you know, recording was more of a rarefied air and, and with all the kind of things that we can do now, it's, you know, it's, you, you could, I think it's good to be able to reflect on that, you know, yeah, yeah. that's, that's all, that's all I'm saying. I think, you know? I think what you just said though, Vinny is so key. And I, and I so agree with the fact that it, it was, the music was documented and I, I, and I, yeah. I know I sound like I'm, I'm, you know, get off my lawn, but I just, yeah. I just feel like so little music right now is, is going to be documented the way that, and I, I would also, to your point, say that, if I, th- the, the time period you're talking about when you were like junior high school, you're talking like sort of late sixties, right? Maybe late sixties, uh, early seventies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would, I think we'd both be hard pressed to, to really come up with some um, crap music. I mean, what, what people might've thought of as crap might've been some of the pop music that was, you know, that's. But even then, I mean, I could turn on the radio and there would just be hit after hit after hit. Yeah. And there was a lot of really good stuff. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like I, the crap to good music ratio was a lot different. I think, you know, I totally, the, the good music far, far, far outweighed it w- without a doubt. You, and, yeah, and, and you, yeah, and, yeah. And even the corporate machinery, even though it was f- firmly in place, I don't think that it was completely, um, you know, as you know, I mean, and this may have been in the early days of payola or maybe just before who knows, but, but, but I just don't think that it was, exerting as much direct power as it does now i mean the media is out of control the media is like a it's just like its own government now you know what i mean so 
Yeah. Weird. Yep. It's just weird. It's like they're exerting their own kinds of rules, circumventing, you know, the, the, the law of the land. It's just bizarre to me, you know, but, but there was a lot of great stuff and, and, and I'm, yeah. I'm really, really happy that, that I saw it on the ground floor, you know, it was just, oh, absolutely. Great. No, I, I'm, I'm a little younger, but I, I agree. I say that all the time that we grew up at a time when like all these greats were walking the earth, you know what I mean? Like we got to hear it while it was being made, all that music, you know, and, and, uh, and there was a lot that I missed even, I mean, I would hear it like, uh, like, you know, that's why I would love to hear a story. I would, t you know, ask people like Herbie, you know, all these stories, because then there was that, you know, um, yeah, yeah. like, wow, you saw Bill Evans, you know, you saw train. <sighs> what was that right. like? You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I missed Hendrix. I missed train. I mean, you know, so, so there's yeah. some stuff that I missed that, Boy, I can only imagine, right? You know, so. Yeah, but you got to see a lot. I mean, you know, you got to see Led Zeppelin. You got to see a lot of great. Yeah. A lot of great music. Uh, yeah. So, so, so jumping, I was going to just jump back, jump back, baby. <laughs> to uh, When you moved to LA in 78, yeah. um, how, how, how quickly did you um, start to, I don't want to say start to work, but it, did you, did you audition for Frank in 78 or was that 79? like joe's garage no record i want to say you know i roughed it for about three or four months pretty badly yeah and then i auditioned for him and i i recall i recall the summer of 78 starting to okay rehearse. that's what i thought so yeah, it's like okay. february yeah february march april may june you know it's like who's by like i mean yeah there was a, at least a good four months where it was it was it was kind of rough bro you know i'm talking about yeah. sleeping in my car that i bought for 99 bucks you know, and, and, and then, you know, getting woken up by police saying you can't, you can't, you know, I would find these little streets to pull over that were dark and I'd just try to go to sleep in this car, oh, man. you know, and, and yeah. And, and then I'd get woken up with a flashlight. I'm like, okay, come on, man. Where do I have to go to sleep here? You know, and just things yeah, like that. Yeah. So I'm, look, yeah. I'm, this is not a sob story because I was very, very no, lucky, but this I, is real me. life. Yeah. 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 It's real yeah. life. It's just things that happen. And you know, there's people a lot worse I got nothing to complain about. You know, we've got a homeless yeah. problem in LA now that's out of control and probably a lot of it has to do with mental illness. So it's like, fix that, help these people. And many of them don't want to be helped. They, they just, you know, you gotta, you gotta approach with caution, but, 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 you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that have it a lot worse, but, but, but I got a little taste of what it's like to, you know, not have a gig and crash around and just, you know, eat once a day, you know, so, uh, you know, we're, we're just like, uh, okay, I'm going to get a, a happy meal now. That's it. Uh, I need the other five bucks for gas, you know? So, yeah. And yeah. yeah. So, so it, uh, yeah, I roughed it for about, I don't know, four months or something. And and then I heard about this, you know, I was crashing with people and I heard about the audition and, and I, you know, luck favored me. And And as far as the audition, were you, did you have to submit something to to get to that point where Frank? No, I just happened to be. I just happened to pick up the phone at this place I was crashing at because I got a phone number from from Tom Fowler for the management. I called them up, and they're like, "Go away, kid." And then you know, one day I happened to be there doing. And this is before answering machines. That's how old I am. Okay, so the phone rang, and I just happened to be there, and I picked it up. They said, the "Real deadpan." Hello, it's just so-and-so, you know, yeah. Mr. Zappa will hear you Tuesday night. Culver City Studios, 7 p.m., click. 
or it was like that. So I showed up and it was like a cattle call. I mean, literally a big movie studio. And there's like probably three lines a hundred deep, you know? And yeah. And that's what it looked like. And, and, you know, I walked up there and finally I got towards the head end of the front of the line. And I was just like, here I go sink or swim. And, um, and, and just, you know, you went through the laundry list with him and, 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 and I got hired. So. You're you're being way too humble because it's a, it's a, it's a, classic legendary story you had to play on terry's kit right his roto yeah kit. yeah he that's double bass gretch kit black uh kid oh, and, and i had yeah. never played double bass before so i was like well you know <laughs> and, and, you know and i did but but it was great i was like oh gretch drums yeah you know so <laughs> they're, but they're gretch yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. so yeah oh, and, and and then great. the laundry list happened you know and it's like uh and and yeah so so it was yeah it was it was really very, very grueling and, and, you know, meticulous audition, you know, where it was all these categorical things he wanted to make sure that they could be fulfilled. And whether or not he was looking for all of them or a high percentage of them to be mm-hmm. filled, I, I don't know. But but I must have ticked all the boxes. So, you know, that's, that's lucky me. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know. I, I think you did, Vinny. I think you did. There's... there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and so so you know and the gear thing too is like you know and and i ended up where i am now has talking about the drummers that that influenced me and and then you know uh i mean i ended up after those rogers drums i had this like see-through pearl kit that i ended up taking to boston with me and and then it was like no, i gotta get some i gotta get these gretz drums and i saved up and went and, and bought those drums from from frank ippolito may he rest in peace right yeah, you yeah. remember remember Pro Percussion Center? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that was yeah. a yellow yellow Gretsch kit. Yep, yep. That yep. I still have to this day. So yeah, yeah. So be that was those. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, and and you know, I've I mean, going through all these iterations of gear. I don't know if you want to get into that here a little bit or not, or if this sure, is sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. It's just yeah. the iterations of of gear, and so so I ended up where I am now. And so so as I say, I you know uh, I'm just very like I play what I want to play, you know, and what, what works for me. So, yeah. uh, and, and what I love and, and, and it just so happens that choosing those drums because, because my heroes play them was not only, that wasn't the only uh, criteria, you know, it was because they sounded great and they feel great to play, you know? And, exactly. and so, so, so all the stuff that I use is, is for that reason, you know, and, and I've got my whole pedal thing with DW and like, like many of us do for good reason. and, and the hardware thing is together and, and, and I'm, and I'm playing the Peisty symbols now, which I love. Um, and, 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 you know, I've got a battery of different snare drums. And so, so, so the last thing left is the sticks that I've been sort of in free fall over the last few years, but that's coming. That's mm. coming soon. So that's all I can say. It's on its okay. way. All right. All right. Yeah. Good. Someone asked that yeah, question yeah. and I wasn't, they've said, Hey, what's Vinny using for sticks? And I, I wasn't even going to go there, but I guess we'll wait and see. We're going to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I saw you play last a couple of years ago. You were in town with, with Jeff Beck and I brought my brother, my brother, Chris, to see you. I don't know if you oh, remember, it was a really hot summer night and you absolutely killed it. And, and you were trying Thank some you. sticks and I won't say what, but you, I remember you saying to me, Johnny, was it, did it sound like 
typical Vinny, you said, did it seem like I, I had some different sticks up there? I said, Vinny, you sounded like you. You sounded amazing. <laughs> no, but you, you were, I know you were, funny. you were putting them through the paces. So, yeah, because they're just on the search and stuff. And, you know, you get yeah. used to something and it's, Sometimes it's hard. It it gets it's difficult, you know. To it's it's amazing what gets ingrained in your memory. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I went yeah. through the same thing with pedals. You know, it's like uh, five thousands or nine thousands, and and uh, you know, you'd be amazed that uh, there's been few, uh, several of my friends have told me the same thing, and I was like, well, yeah, you know, I I went through that too. I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And and I think it comes from the fact that that I came from from a you know from pedals that had straps yes you know and i got yeah. so used to that kind of feedback that exact kind of feedback even if the straps broke i didn't care i just took a drum key took the strap off put a new one on you know and, and yep. it just had a certain kind of feel and and it just took forever to get used to anything else like the chain had to be just right and the, the sort of you know the adjustment had to be just right just so you could get the right amount of resistance with for a nanosecond before yeah, the pedal yeah. actually went and how, how much spring back would it be and and all of that stuff and, and it's it's amazing what 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 you can get used to that your body just hangs on to i mean i you know to me anyway and 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 i yeah. and i think a lot of other people have said the same thing you know so are you are you using five thousands now yeah. it's nine thousands nine thousands okay yeah, and with yeah. with a strap or with a chain you no, know, they're, they're, they're with this chain because the with nylon strap okay. thing was like, it was too light for me, you know? So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried those nine thousands and they, for, for my weak foot, um, I just couldn't, I was so used to the feeling of an old Gretsch slash old 5,000, um, pedal. Those are great. Yeah. Just Floating action. Foot. Yeah. 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 I've got a bunch of those. Great pedal. Yeah. If you want one, I'll send you one. Oh, some, you know what? I, 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 I found I'm one. Send you one. Okay, I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, I accept it with gratitude. Good. I found one, but it's not completely working. And uh, I, I found it somewhere like thirty bucks or something. But I but I have it here at the house, and and I thought, well, maybe I'll see if Chris, if Chris Hero will fix it for me, you know. And I I haven't gotten around to it, you know. Oh, but God. but I, I love, love that. I was like, oh, I would love to have one of those, man. So thank you. You got it, Vinny. Hold it thing. I know. I know. We're getting we're getting on here, and I and and I, I was just gonna. We'll wrap it up in a minute. I just wanted to talk quickly about after you got the gig with Frank, was that more or less a turning point that really kind of from that point on, it really opened a lot of doors. I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, gonna, it did because, say, because yeah. people had, had an idea rightfully so that, wow, you know, if you're playing with Frank Zappa's band, you have to be a, a pretty damn good musician because there were, I mean, look at the people that come out of there, you know, so, um, and, and the criteria and I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, but, but what happened was, is that I was on the road most of the time. And then when I'd come back in town for brief intervals, you know, I, I, I wasn't like, I, I wanted to do, nobody really knew how I was and I wasn't doing any recording and I wanted to do that Yeah, yeah. because one of the things that that I wanted to do was be a studio musician for several reasons. Um, you know, not, not the least of which is I'd rather be, have, I'd rather be heard than seen, you know, I'm, I'm, that's just me. I just want to play the music. I don't even care. Like if, if I looked like, uh, you know, like Shrek, you know, who cares, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, like, I don't care. I don't want cameras on me all the time. Like, wee, you know, look, 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 look. 
you know, I just, I didn't care about any of that. In in fact, I still think it's kind of like, really, why, you know, why do you have to, why do you have to, why, you know, just like if you read a book, you're using your imagination, or if you just listen to a record, you're using your imagination. Why does everything have to be a movie? You know, um, that's yeah. just me, but whatever, call me old fashioned, call me an old fart, whatever. But, but, but I think, you know, yes, yeah, so I wanted to record, you know, and, and I wanted to document music and it was because being a studio musician, you was like, you, you didn't know what you were going to be involved in. And since I liked all kinds of music, I thought, great, man, this is great. And I was listening to people that influenced me that were doing just that, like, like Steve Gadd and, yeah. and Harvey sure. Mason, you know, they were playing on like Harvey played on headhunters, but he played on brothers Johnson too. And he played on George Benson reason. And, you know, and Gad, I mean, Gad played on like the hustle, you know, right. which was yeah. like a really early, like pre like beginning of the disco era, but then he did steps ahead and then he did the leprechaun, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so I'm, and, and Billy used to do all these CTI records. And, and so these, this whole thing of being a studio musician was like, wow, you know, you're recording and you got to get it right. And you're documenting it forever. There's that thing again. There's that thing that we were talking about earlier where you're documenting this is this means something because you're gonna this is how it's gonna sound for all time. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. we'll take the masters and remix them and then get rid of the drums and you know, we got this app now that'll get rid of the vocals and you know. <laughs> no. They will auto-tune it and we we place it. And I I got an idea, I'll do it too. You know, and you know, and everybody's got a big idea and then you know it turns into two thousand different things. It wasn't like that. It was like you know, you, you, you had to get it right. And it was a performance top to bottom and, you know, things yeah. would be yeah. changed because you now you're in the second verse. And at this time, the story changes. So you're going to play it a little different. Whoops. How about that? Wow. What a concept you're actually following a story, you know? And, and so there's all those things, um, you know, and, and, and that's what I wanted to do, you know, and, and, but, but I had to leave in order to have that happen because there wasn't enough time in between tours you know, I couldn't. So what happened was my last concert that I did with him was December, 1980 at the Santa Monica civic. And, and so in 81, we were starting to rehearse for another tour. And I remember it was in between bass players and and he was trying people out. And then I got an offer to do two records at the same time. Um, Gino Vanelli, Nightwalker and this group called pages so what happened was it would, and I thought this is great. This will give me a chance to do recording and maybe who knows. And it was like a month of, of employment. So I went mm-hmm. to Frank and I said, Frank, you know, I really want to do this. And, and I, I'm, I'm really wanting to, you know, I explained the whole thing and he was totally understanding about it. He really, he gave me his blessing. He was wonderful. So that's what I ended up doing. And as we were doing like uh driving from, from the studio called smoke tree, uh, during the day in Chatsworth, I think it was, uh, doing, working with Gino Vanelli from like noon to six. And then we'd, we'd go all the way across town to a place in, I think it was in the city of San Fernando called Dawn breaker at the time who seals and Croft studio to oh, work wow. on pages from like six to midnight. This went on for weeks, you know, maybe a month, you know, uh, yeah. it, it, it was like, yeah, back to back sessions. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so that was, you know, it, it, and then I stayed home and then I met people and I, you know, somebody recommended me 
for something like, you know, to Tom Scott and, you know, and then I got recommended for a TV show and, you know, it, it cut little by little, but then it was enough where I saw that I could, I could work and see, you have to remember back then there was the A team, B team, C team, D team, and E team. Everybody was working, turning yeah. down work, you know, and, yeah. and, and people, musicians who were playing in clubs were buying houses. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I know I've heard it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. 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 When you think about it now, like what happened, right? The economy and, you know, union guys used to come in to clubs and, you know, make sure that you had your union card or that, uh, <laughs> you know, the, you know, performing rights organizations would make sure that the clubs, yeah, all that kind of stuff and was being enforced. And, and it was just a, uh, yeah. Yeah. Different economy. Yeah. I, 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 I was going to say, and that that's that's an an entirely different conversation we could have maybe another time. But we could just, go on and on, man. Definitely. I know. I, I mean, I just think about how prolific your 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 resume or your repertoire or whatever you want to call it. Your 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 recording. Curriculum white hay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and uh, pedigree. Pedigree. Yes. <laughs> like a dog. No, I mean, just the eighties, you just, you just exploded with, with so much recording. And, and, and I was just thinking, and I, and before we wrap up, it just, I got to throw this story in here because it involves my dad. But um, when you were doing the Joan Rivers show in the eighties, I used to talk about you and I was living in LA and we had met a couple of times when I was at DW and Simmons, but you did a clinic at pro drum shop and 1987 i want to say the summertime and tim landers played bass with you you guys played together at the old union uh, hall across the street there my dad was in town came with me to the clinic and he was so excited because joan rivers drummer <laughs> was doing a clinic <laughs> but <laughs> oh, that's classic it's classic my dad rest his soul we had watched you on tv the night before on friday night oh man and i and i said <sighs> Oh, good. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy we're going to see tomorrow. So, no. he was, and and we, you you met him briefly at, at Pro Drum afterward when Stan would have everybody back at the shop afterward or something. Yeah. You you were really nice and you said hello and, but you know he was just like wow he was he's such a nice guy and wow what a drummer I said yeah oh that's yeah. funny yeah he but, does more than Joan Rivers <laughs> wow that yeah. is so funny. We, oh man god bless him man that yeah, is so yeah. funny you know it went on to become arsenio after a while because because right. yeah, yeah. he was like um started doing more and more of the show and and i i was still in there at that time and um and then i left and and uh and so then arsenio uh got his own show and then there were a bunch of other shows that emerged from that and it yeah. was interesting because just from that one show i was starting to get called anytime a new show would come on i would get called i was like tv man right but 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 what happened was like um on the joan rivers thing i was able to sub it out because it, you know i was at that time i was trying to get more and more session work and it just happened during the, a time of the day where it was like i was having to turn down sessions and i thought yeah no yeah. i don't want to do this you know this is mm, there has to be so yeah so yeah i can was a see part that. of it mm. yeah no that's great Vinny. thank you so much for doing this this is what a thank what an you, honor uh, oh no, it's a pleasure, man. It'd be, it's, you're very, very easy to talk to and you make, make it easy for me to just rattle on and, you know, put a quarter in me and, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I just go I, we, and go. We could go all day, but, but again, everybody watching, <laughs> don't forget to, um, 
subscribe to Vinny's podcast, Breakfast with Vinny. And, uh, and in fact, Vinny, I searched it. I think I went onto my Apple podcast little app and searched it and it came right up. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's easy to find. You're, uh, you're easy. Oh, to, yeah. People oh, just need to search oh it good, good. It. Well, well, it's on, it's on Apple and it's on Spotify and its own website and, and Podbean. So, yeah. you know, the thing is, is I encourage people to sign up on, on the website and Podbean because, you know, I don't mind Apple and all that, but, but, you know, it's like, it's easy. It's too hard for me to track, uh, and, and, you know, engage my listeners, uh, you know, when it's spread all over the place. Like, for example, I never sent my RSS feed to Google yet, but it's there. And, yeah. and I'm thinking, yeah. how did that happen? You know? So the way that information just gets spread out is, you know, I, I, I'm starting to feel like it's a little out of control now. So it helps me to be able to see who's, who's doing what. So, okay. That's good to know. I'm going to, when we're done, I'm going to do that. I'm going to uh, sign up directly on the website so that you can, yeah, yeah, you can track it. Cause I, I had the same thing. I, I've seen that too, where I got into this, you know, ass backwards, to be honest with you. And I think I sent it. I think I sent the feed to Apple and Spotify, but it's in a bunch of different platforms, like you said, and I don't know how it got there, but it just did. So, right. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually as a podcaster in your dashboard, you have the ability to, to decide where you want to send it. And, and mine were specifically checked and and I hadn't gone to Google yet, but it was there. Oh, so (laughs) ghost in the machine. Anyway, hold them, hold them thing. All right, everybody, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for watching today. A big hand for my my old buddy, the great Vinny Kalayuda. Thank you, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny, thank All you right. so much for having uh, me on. It was always a pleasure talking to you. Always, likewise, buddy, love you, brother. Hey, hang on just Do one it. sec. I'm going to end the po- the the stream and then we'll say goodbye. But okay, uh, thanks. <laughs>